0: What's growing on, Scotty? Yo, dude, what's growing on, homie? Nothing. I don't know. I, hate <laughs> I get that. I had to throw that in because I get that's the number one answer from a uh, 10-year-old boy. What's going on? I down? don't know. I don't know. I don't know. <laughs> I, I mean, we could be sitting there literally like, you know, sitting there getting ready to put mountain bikes on a lift and go, down. what's going on, boy? I don't know. It's like, man, yeah. I'm gonna smack you. One. I feel I want to feel like Homer Simpson sometimes, boy.
2: Yeah, what the hell are you asking me for, man? You're the <laughs> adult.
0: <laughs> lots, a lot's growing on guys, uh, dude. Gross show, broadcasting from Denver, Colorado, and then uh, plenty to cover today. Let me give a brief a brief description of the show while Scotty interrupts here and there and tries. Come on, to get, give us know,
2: give us a synopsis, man. Come on now.
0: Uh, basically, we are going to discuss generally what's going on in the uh, industry, our lives, anything grow, whatever. It's a real open field there. We're going to talk about what's going on. We also have a uh, little bit of recharge it up, where we discuss the official product of the Dude Grow Show. Recharge, you're all yeah, on one. I, I
2: can't, I can't do the recharge smoking game, man. It's no, just too confusing, dude.
0: man. I'm I had to take down. a
2: nap and shit, man. It was tough, man.
0: Uh, then we also have, uh, what's going on in our grows, uh, what we're smoking, a little bit of culture, shout out to people, just all, all over the place, man. Not as, it's not as specific and, uh, tight niched going as grow talk is. So that's, that's what's, that's what's growing on today. Uh, for real, for, for real. I need the Ollie G soundboard back again, man. I miss that guy. You do need to get the soundboard back. I'm actually i'll get one now you'd probably be better with it than me so you, you we should yeah is there a professional one you can get or something that last time i know there was a lot of rigging involved and different plugins and you had to have like a three headsets on and one going over here <laughs> we got we got to yeah. be a little more efficient
1: <laughs>
2: i do listen to other podcasts man and they uh they're all rigging their shit up you know they, I, w- I wish there was like a nice all-in-one unit for podcasters but they're all carrying around a whole bunch of crap and doing the same kind of stuff man
0: word woman well, give a uh, today's time ty- today's time time today's prime time supporter as you guys man we're just going to keep on going with a quick announcement here on the contest giving us some reviews over on itunes go over to iTunes. well first i'll tell you you could hook up with your choice uh from indoor grow science a double-ended lamp concealed vacuum airflow technology reflector so in Lehman's terms and my terms that's a that's an air coolable reflector you can run a double-ended thousand watt bulb in you don't have to run it air cooled and probably any of the thousand watt digital ballast you have on hand will power that thing and power the thousand watt real red double-ended bulb it will come with so, so probably any
2: hmm. i mean i think there's a key word in that sentence man.
0: probably any most likely <laughs> refer to yeah. episode 107 where Greg came and hang, hung out and he, he talked about this a little bit or you can just give them a call but the idea here is to not say you know they're trying to get people into double-ended technology with current equipment and not having to spend a whole bunch of money and uh, they are saying you're not losing anything in the spectrum even if you're air cooling it there's a lot of debate on this but go listen to 107 dude grow show to figure it out but that can be yours or a can fan complete setup, a four-inch can fan setup with carbon filter for somebody that might have a smaller space. But what you have to do is go kick it to iTunes, give us a review, any type of review you'd want. Leave your little your, your nickname you can put there. That's how we'll, we'll be calling you guys out and basically... Uh, yeah, you'll be able to hook it up with one of those items. They re- they haven't been climbing much lately, guys. I don't know. iTunes is kind of weird. It's hard to find out a lot of stuff about what's what's going on with them. Sometimes I feel like, oh, all of a sudden they're seeing a surge of reviews, so they review them harder. I know when you post a review, mine didn't come up immediately. So regardless, that's how it works. If you want to find us on iTunes, you can simply search Dude Grows. Uh, what do you got to say, Scotty? All
2: right. Don't overthink it, man. Just do it, man.
0: Yeah, while you're there, even though – I don't really know if we have a Facebook page. You can uh, you can recommend or li- uh, not like us. Sh- share us. That's it. Share us on Facebook.
2: It's yeah, b- fuck b- that, man. I hate Facebook. Everybody knows your shit on Facebook, man, you know? All yeah. of a sudden, my grandma's like, oh, Scotty's sharing dude grows. We listened to your podcast last weekend, Scotty. <laughs> Very strange.
1: Yeah,
0: yeah. I'm not, yeah. I'm not much of a Facebooker. But guess what, guys? For today's show, I have put about five or six Instagram pictures up. Bam. Scotty hasn't put up any yet, but he says he's going to. I'm starting yeah, to Yeah, yeah. I put up
2: a shitload of Instagram pictures. I Instagrammed out that crazy 1780-watt hood that I ran into over at way to grow
0: Oh, um, that's right, man. Let's talk about that real quick. If <laughs> <laughs>
2: you see this thing, man? If you want to check out Scotty DGC or at Scotty DGC, whatever the fuck it is but um uh yeah man it was pretty awesome man it was two vertical i'm sorry two vertical 315s uh and on each side and then in the middle of it was sandwiched a um thousand watt double-ended light and it, what thing must have been what four foot long probably by about two foot wide and what's it got 1780 watts is that right do i have no, my math right there
0: I believe so 215s with 1150, two fifteens with eleven fifty something more. Like. Yeah, hey, yeah, yeah. Dude, that thing to me, enough. it looks like a spaceship landing light. And <laughs> yeah. it looks second to that hot. Like heat just beaming down.
2: It, it looks as hot as it does expensive. <laughs> you know what I mean? And that that's who makes it a sunlight fortune. supply? I I think what isn't it the sun systems? Yeah, it says that that sun systems.
0: The... That's sunlight supply stuff. Yeah. Uh, interesting so i i saw that over at uh the the google plus or dude grows crew at google plus what'd you say sure S- scotty I share, it
2: on a bu- I share it on a bunch of that stuff man I'll, you know if i find something cool like that i'll let the dgc know over at the uh, uh the uh google plus group and then i think when i share it on instagram it goes on twitter as well man
0: gotcha all righty all righty yeah check out the spaceship light man that thing is bright as hell uh, I like oh, the mixed what, what spectrum ideas cost? though that's super sweet
2: i oh, I'm sorry by the way really quick man that uh does not come with a ballast for the d e for the double ended, so which leads me to believe that double ended technology now is compatible with just about any ballast because why would what would sunlight supply just give you the bulb with no ballast and let you have your choice?
0: Yeah, true,
2: true, you know or the fixture with no ballast, I should say. All right well, let's get into uh what's going on but, double double ended has become a commodity bro, you know the cat's out of the bag man Gavita started that shit man, but there's what half a dozen double ended bulbs coming out now
0: yeah, i mean it is it is what it is. I don't even know if I'll ever get into it. I'll see if the fad passes i there's this really awesome new light that's it's been around for a long ass time though it's called the sun anyway um
2: so <laughs> All right, man. Start hawking bags of soil up to your roof, man. Let's do it, man. Yes, yeah. I roof. would like to have a rooftop garden. It'd be pretty sweet.
0: Right. It would be cool. Let's uh, let's play let's play a little what's growing on real quick so we can hit this bowl one more time and then we'll get into uh, what we got growing on, guys. We'll be right back. Come on.
1: charged up and feeling right it's time to answer questions about growing weed without the hype we've got to
0: All right, man. All right, A little smoothing now. Why don't you, uh, why don't you take it away, Scotty, with what what you got growing on?
2: All right, man. Well, I'm st- I'm still kind of stuck on that light. You know that that 1700 and whatever it was, uh, 80 watt light. And I'm like, hey, that thing is cool for the. You know, what's that gonna cover? Maybe a five by five or something like that. I don't think it's gonna spread out too much further than that. And maybe a six by six, I guess. But I was just thinking that. uh even with all that stuff, man, I'm still way interested, and I can just see the benefits of, of LEDs, man. I've been talking more and more about this, and I got the math pretty much. It, it, the math is fairly simple as far as tr- you know, convincing yourself or me convincing myself that I want to go LED. And that is that there's a few people that have been talking that for a true 1,000-watt HPS replacement, uh, you can do that with about 600 watts of LED or with exactly 600 watts of LED. And that's at 50% efficiency. So half half light, half heat is coming out of there. So you got 300 heat watts. 300 heat watts is going to outperform a 1,000 watt HPS. A 1,000 watt HPS runs about 40% efficiency. So 40% of 1,000, really easy numbers to work with. It's uh, 400 watts of... of light and 600 heat watts well the led the led is 300 heat watts the hps is 600 heat watts it's exactly half so it's exactly half the heat uh you know so i don't know it's pretty interesting man now you got 40 percent less power as well because you're only putting 600 watts in. you know from the wall you're drawing 600 watts not a thousand watts so you've got half the heat You've got forty percent less power at the plug. Um, I mean, it's, it, it seems like, oh you, okay, no reflectors. you know the lights, I think it comes straight down at 120 degrees. so it's just you don't need to reflect it at all. Uh, and you don't need to change the bulbs for what? Ten years. I mean, aside from the fact that the 1200 bucks or 1500 bucks to build one, uh, it sounds awesome.
0: Yeah, I and mean, I'm not. I'm not. Necessarily, depending on how, I'm not for building one in the sense that I, I want somebody to take it to, or I want a backup on it. You know, I don't have a warranty on something I build. I guess I warrant. I am the warranty,
2: but yeah, I like the idea that you're buying these commercially viable product in these uh, uh, diodes that are you know used in thousands and thousands of, of different lighting products around the world. And if a diode breaks or you know, something happens, you buy another diode and you replace it. Or you keep a couple extra diodes for whatever reason, probably what, 40 or, you know, 30 forty or $40 per diode. Uh, and you know how to wire these things. And when something, you know, just like, you know, in your house or whatever, when, I don't know, I guess not anymore. But it used to be something would break, you'd pull it out and you'd rewire it and, and fix it. You know, you do it yourself. Uh, I don't see why this couldn't be the same way where you just kind of maintain your own lights. Well, when are you going to be hanging one up? When I get an extra, I got got to figure out how to do it, man. I don't really have, for me, I really need to do four of them. And I mean, it's literally like five grand in parts just to build them. So it's a hell of a commitment, man. How much do you charge yourself for labor? (laughs) I pay myself in weed. Gotcha. So it all works out in the end. (laughs) Always does. Yeah, man, I think I know this guy, man, I think this is either Chief or Scooby, man, I think this might be Chief over there, man, but, uh, yeah, he talks like that, like, you're a real motherfucker, motherfucker, yeah.
0: <laughs> we got a comment on here, this is, hey man, it just kind of caught me when I first were it. hey man, <laughs> just got done listening to episode 110 and just wanted to say, you are a real motherfucker, <laughs> LOL, what's LOL mean, dude? <laughs> yeah, <laughs> man. Means- I like you, man. Chatted with you and your co host in our store, Way to Grow Colorado Springs. Yeah, that's so- the
2: clue I got, man. That's the clue. So, Chief and Scooby, what's up, man?
0: Sometime uh, back when I was a rookie to the grow store, would really love to see you guys come back down here, advertise, recharge, chat, growing, and hell, maybe take a few dabs afterwards and swap samples. Absolutely. Um, he sorry if this message sounds odd or mistyped. I'm very, very dabbed out. Yeah, man. <laughs> this is, again, love the show and how you run it. Nice and real, no bullshit or sugarcoating. Not worried about being politically correct. Are you worried about being politically correct, Scotty? Do you have any comment on that?
2: Shit, fuck, piss, no, man.
0: All right, he says, good shit, man. Great trimming, and gardening, and background noise. Yeah, definitely, man. We will I'll head down there anytime, man. I'll make that next week if you guys are hearing this. Make a note here. Come on down, hang out. I love to hang out in the stores. I mean, I can talk about, throw in what, what I have growing on in uh, the sense when I was over at Central Store yesterday, just going over there to get a CO2 refill I got some irrigation stuff for my mega tomatoes that are in my front driveway. And if you want to see my mega tomatoes, check it out. Dude grows over at Instagram. Um, Look at you. uh, But I was out uh, at the store. Just this BSing with uh, Kenny, one of the one of the sales staff over there, and the guy checking out, I just look over, is buying a five pounder recharge. I like go over there high five, I'm like, what's up, man? You know? Hell yeah, thanks for picking this up. I threw him a few samples I had on hand, just, you know, any of his friend growers. And I was like, So what got you using this? You know, what's up with it? And he's like, The shit works. Those were his words. <laughs> I was like, I mean, and I'm becoming more and more as you know, I'm the official Colorado rep it's like people I'm almost getting too simple with it it's like I'm like you almost just want to be look man just take it home and use it okay that's all I can tell you it works it
2: works man that's about what I tell people man use a little bit every time you feed and it works man
0: yeah 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 man it's getting a little bit in the uh uh uh, one of the central stores out here that services commercial accounts uh scotty I don't know if I told you it's getting into some of these big time commercial grows are picking up like 20 pounds at a time so you guys when you guys know that you got the commercial growers that got – I mean, everybody has a lot on the line. I don't want to say they got it all on the line, even if you're growing just one line. You got it out on the line when you need your herb. But, uh, yeah, I'll sum it up and saying this shit
2: works. Yeah, man, definitely.
0: Um, But, but – go, it, go, uh, is go this, ahead. Is go this ahead.
2: recharge it up, man, if we jump ship? No, or what, I just – I
0: had to throw I had to throw that – because I had to throw that in there just because uh, we're talking about – I was talking about going down to the Colorado Springs store and hanging out, so – Got me thinking of my recharge brain because when I'm hanging out in the store, I'm trying to get that into the hands of growers and get them growing harder. All
2: right, I'm trying to get, on. get people growing really simple, man. I've actually was in in way to grow yesterday, scoping out. I'm going to be building that super soil. So, I well, sure. yeah, I
0: meant harder. Let me, I meant harder. Like, you know, like man, that's yeah, just hard. Yeah, Not I, like hard, like this is hard work. Like hard, <laughs> like gangster hard. Like you're hard. i Got some hard
2: plants. I right? got you, man. I got you. But uh, I was building that super soil, or was kind of looking to see what components. They pretty much had everything there. I'm I'm pretty excited about doing that. And I was saying to uh, Devin, he's been on the show. He's that connoisseur grower. you know to talk to us about drying taught us a little bit about all that um he was saying that he actually uses stuff called money mix which i don't even know if it's commercially available uh the guy should call me if he's around man but he just used recharge and money mix and did awesome man i mean he blew his he had this beautiful harvest man and you know the money mix is pretty much like a uh It's like a super soil, more or less, or super soil additives, where you add like the bag to like I don't know, a cubic foot of soil or something like that, maybe a
1: cubic.
0: Yeah, just trying to keep it real simple. People get intimidated sometimes by getting big soil recipes, and you just like look, all you need is this gallon bag. I mean, there's something to
2: that super soil, and there's something to a nice slow release soil. These plants are hundred day plants, and you can build a soil that will release properly, man. It will take a lot of work, but you can do it, man. So, I'm definitely working on that, and I'm hopefully. In the future, I'm going to be using a super soil and recharge, and that's it, man. I love that combination.
0: You love it, all right? I, I dig, just, I dig. Yeah, I just—I mean, how can how
2: can you not get crazy flavor out of that? And pretty hard to screw that up once you got the soil dialed.
0: All right, well, can I? I'm gonna get into what I got growing on. What I don't you have got? Anything- I don't have anything growing on with LEDs. <laughs> um, That's just
2: exciting, man. I mean, what
1: the fuck? Somebody is. comes uh, and no, tells I... you.
2: Especially, dude, if you're running a commercial place, man, and you're running uh, a $15,000 light bill you know, on a 100 lighter, which is probably light, man. Sometimes it uh, runs up to $30,000 with all the air conditioning to cool a 100 lighter or to run a 100 lighter. Uh, so if you can immediately shave off 40% of your electric bill, you know, just off, you're running 600 watts, you've got 100, 600 watts instead of 100,000 watts, okay, right there, man, you're saving 40%, and now you've only got a cool, you know, 300 watts, you know, whatever, 300 times a... Uh, times a hundred lights, man, instead of six hundred watts times a hundred lights. Dude, it's huge, man. I mean, you could be I, could I totally be saving, agree. I mean that's you'll probably be the saving grand. over sixty percent of your power bill. That thirty thousand dollar power bill will get down to twelve thousand dollars, you know, in in theory.
0: I'll tell you what I'll I'll do. I'll probably consider here when my uh Hydrofarm portable AC, which is like a five hundred dollar unit um, $600 unit retail or whatever, when it dies, cause they always have their life cycle, usually within two and a half to three years at the most. Uh, I'm going to consider, yeah, throwing some, like at least replacing one of my HIDs with a spectrum King. I know Brendan over there will, you know, give me a little bit of love hopefully. And, uh, cause yeah, I, I, I at least want to have one hanging up over a plant <laughs> minimum and get, you know, cause if I can, cause otherwise, I kind of didn't want to next time I need another AC, I kind of wanted to get a real deal one, probably like a 14,000 BTU mini split. Right. So maybe instead of making that investment, I will uh, get into uh, doing, yeah, the LED replacement. So.
1: I mean,
2: I was thinking something about ACs, okay? And that is that is that I'll be sitting in my house with a single light and a television on. And sometimes I'll be like, God <laughs> damn, I need to turn the AC on. It's hot in here. I mean, very little heat load, and my ass needs to turn the AC on, you know? So, most places are going to need some kind of climate control. You, you know, gonna, you're going to need AC if you're running any kind of lights, man, or you're going to need to constantly be circulating the air. But I think it's kind of difficult to run any amount of lights with no AC, you know, if, you know especially in a sealed environment, yeah, I mean, because anything, yeah,
0: watt for watt, yeah, I think that's what, you know, what Todd saying all the time. It doesn't matter if something's plugged in, a fan that's thirteen watt, whatever. It watts create heat. Doesn't matter if it's light. Doesn't matter what's going on. And I think you got a big ass TV too, so you know, it might heat up a little quicker.
2: You ever seen those LED TVs, whatever they're called? I don't know the flat screen TVs, man. They uh, they heat up like a motherfucker, man. Sometimes you'll walk by that thing and you're like, dude, it's radiating heat, man
0: right on um it is led the...
2: lcd what's the fucking difference man
0: as long as i can
1: <laughs>
0: you're like you're like aggravating <laughs> like tech science lighting guys <laughs> like oh my gosh <laughs> all right uh what what else is going on come on uh, man
2: i'm asking you that question man i'm asking seriously
0: you. i'm getting on these led tangents <laughs> um all right i got it i got it what else is going on i was going to mention i wanted to check one of these reviews was pretty sweet uh over on on itunes it cracked me up so i was going to share that from our and i forgot to mention earlier somebody had chimed in and said hey man i gave you guys reviews way back before any of this started for sure you're in it we'll consider all these reviews guys there was only like 12 reviews before we started this contest so it's all good definitely um, and not
2: only you know you're, you're a, a member a dgc paying member and all that stuff I'm doing my best to uh, I, just give me a couple more days. I know the, the website's messed up. I'm trying to hunt the guy down that built the membership thing for us so we, uh, he can fix it. But I've also got a couple cool prizes. I just sent out uh, JR Token got a, uh, a water filter and some uh, insect frass and some uh, correcting HPS correcting glasses. So I got all sorts of stuff we're going to be giving away to the DGC, man. So hang tight and we super appreciate the support very much, man. Thank you. Definitely. I
0: like, so this is a show I used to like. This is a review from Trico Man 2000. He goes, I listened to the dude grow show. Like my dad listened to car talk because yeah. I like that show car talk. He says, I've never managed my own cannabis grow, but I listen to every word these guys put in, put out there anyway, extremely entertaining and knowledgeable, constantly dropping science on me and no bias type. Eventually I'll get to have my own grow and I'll run it like a boss. Yeah. <laughs> I, love <that. laughs> I love the description of running your grow like a boss. So, uh, all right. Let me. Uh, we had uh, also. Um, you know a, what, man? Uh, I
2: never fixed a fucking car, but uh, I listen to car talk sometimes. Like, I would never fix a car. I couldn't give a shit what's wrong. You know what I mean? Like, my car's broken. I'll take it to a the mechanic. They'll fix it. They'll tell me how much. But yeah, it's true, man. I guess if you're entertaining enough, man, people might listen. Yeah, for sure. I
0: mean, it. Yeah, I definitely I have a friend that's not a grower. He's a welder, and he's like an artist welder. He loves to burn, but. He digs on listening to the show for the hell of it sometimes, probably more this show and This Week in Cannabis than Grow Talk. Grow Talk is pretty, I mean, if you're listening to that and you're not a grower, then I guess we're doing all right. Steelbird in the house, man. Shout out. Let's see here. We got uh, smoking Jays all day, man. Had a question there out of Texas. He says, IPM, and that's what it's on, IPM. You know, integrated production pest management. It's Texas and hotter than a bullfrog's asshole. Wait, are you trying to produce
2: pests, man? Is that what you're doing? You got production (laughs) pest management, man?
0: Yes. (laughs) Have you heard of anybody explaining the heat and being hotter than a bullfrog's asshole? (laughs) Because that's... I've never heard that one. In Texas, it sounds about right, man, you know? Yeah, definitely. (laughs) All right. He says, I need to know it all, from a good foliar program to a couple of good root drenches. Everything I do is milliliter per gallon. Basically, just break it down for a beginner. He says, the, w- the weather is hot and the girls are dressing less, checking out the fellas to tell who's best. He says, that was, that was for the dude. <laughs> so he says, all right, what's up? What's up, guys down there hanging out? I right, said, so, uh, no, that's
2: Chance. That's your buddy, man, with all the good one-liners, man
0: nice yeah i was saying those guys i mean every time i hear texas i get kind of i was trying to be incognito and scotty okay scotty's just when i hear texas i get worried for people that's all
2: (laughs) it's all good
0: i'm not saying they're doing anything just hanging out in texas checking out the chicks dressing less you know
2: we're gonna give you a uh, jamaican tomato recipe here man yeah yeah so (laughs) uh Looks like uh, All right, I, got, I got a couple simple in. things, man. OK, so if we're looking to strengthen our plants to handle this heat, I've noticed that adding consistent silica in the water does work. That's
0: um, typically at 5 mils to 7 mils per gallon. I'll just chime in, Ray. Oh, yeah. Go ahead.
2: You're right, man. He's saying mils per gallon. So, yeah, a tablespoon of silica in the water every time with every bit of watering.
0: Now, um, wait a minute. You just said a tablespoon of silica in the water every with every watering. I said 5 to 7 mils per gallon, so we're already
2: I'm, off. I'm the worst, man. I'm, a... All right, teaspoon I'm not, I'm not per gallon. blaming anything on the weed, man. It's a teaspoon per gallon, 5 milliliters go per ahead. gallon. <laughs> <laughs> Thanks. Good looking out, dude. And, and then keeping that plant healthy, man, you, if you keep the bricks up in the plant, if you keep, if the plant is super healthy, man, it's, there ain't bugs. A lot of bugs don't want to fuck with it, man. They're looking for, you know, the, the prey on the weak, I should say. So when they see something that ain't right, that's weak, they know they can attack that thing. So if you make that bitch big and strong and growing crazy fast, uh, it's a good way to keep your bugs away. Um, I like ladybugs, man. You can buy a fucking gallon of ladybugs, like a crazy amount of ladybugs for like under 30 bucks, man, almost anywhere. And uh, you Yeah, keep- and I
0: think they can uh, – I don't know if those are as expensive to ship. I just ordered some mite predators, and they were, and we'll talk about that and what's growing on in our grows. But uh, ladybugs, I think, are more durable. But usually nurseries – I have nurseries around me that carry them for
2: sure in those 1,000 packets for like $12. Yeah, I mean, and you could bring those along like a nutrient the same way. Yeah, no, it's not going to last that long, but you bring them along like a nutrient and you release them right along in your garden once a week or something for you know 12 bucks or whatever, once every 10 days and yeah, they they go to work, man.
0: Yeah, that's what I use uh in my outdoor. I don't know. Are they referring to an outdoor garden here for sure? I'm not even positive. Now, Rega- I thought it, use- I
2: thought it was outdoor. And I mean if and if you want to make your uh, roots undesirable to pre- pass. I mean, a lot of this stuff is prevention, where you want to do this while you're building your soil or wh- while you're installing the plants. Any any
0: of this, though, you could do indoor. Just know if you're mm-hmm. going to do ladybugs indoor, you're, you you can't be, like, really bothered by them. They're going to get in your hoods a little. They're going to be all over. They right. usually don't cause cause too much harm, though, to anything.
2: You're going to be at the grocery store an hour later, and somebody's going to say, uh, you have a ladybug on you. Yep, for sure. In your ear. <laughs> hey so you know as far root as as far as the root area goes man a drench of azimax uh definitely will uh will keep the boogeyman away will keep a, a lot of things from from starting i mean and none of these are completely bulletproof but and also that uh that beneficial fungus man that that uh, met 52 or Guard both have that fungus in it um so yeah th- those type of things are cool while you're building your soil to put in some people put in those neem holes and stuff like that uh But yeah prevention is where it's at when you're building the soil put something in there that's going to make it undesirable to pests and as far as foliar goes man what i got on my list is i like easy wet easy wet with a little bit of kelp uh kind of gives a bit of nutrition you can put a little bit of nutrition in there from your you know fish fertilizer your base nutrient in there but uh yeah easy wet helps with the pests uh the kelp gives you some you know phyto hormones or some you know some plant hormones and uh yeah, man, that makes a great foliar. I don't know, it's been seconds up, man. You <laughs> just
0: remember to do if you prefer as I do. I think there's advantageous properties in either top dressing. I haven't done this in a while. Neem cake, you can top dress with or or amend into your soil mix. Definitely the you know, the nasties don't like neem. Um drenching in Azimax is a good drench because it's fairly yep. fairly soluble at a wide range of temperatures where your regular neem likes to gum up a little, et cetera. So watering in, uh, I do it once a week about. I'm drenching with Azimax and my other newts at uh, 5 mils per gallon. Actually, I'm about 7 mils. I put a tablespoon in 2 gallons. I do that for silica too, so that's about 7 mils, 7.5
2: if you want to be right on the spot. Yeah, and but, but none of these are really systemic, you know, or they're going to last too long. You know, these are mostly like things that are going to kill when you apply them.
0: Yeah, I mean the the whole. The, a lot of them are for they're for preventing what would become, like you know you said, are using the silica and the azimax spray as well as in the root. When something comes to chew on that leaf, it's not only going to be hard for it to chew; it's going to taste like sure. I presume crap because right. there's azadiract in there and a malted. Not that they still couldn't do a little bit of damage, but it's not a desirable. Living area, so they won't populate it. And I have, you know, and bugs just sometimes they just they got that sixth sense, dude. Like the plant talks to them. I'm weak. Remember, I had these hemp russet mites. The hemp russet mites. The past two times I've got them, usually find one plant that they love. I don't know why if that's the weak plant or what the hell happens, but they stay on that one, and I usually end up killing that plant because it's like the host plant. I call it. So sure,
2: and you can have a decoy plant. I mean, Agboy used to do that all the time. He would uh, with, yeah with, with his I'd tomatoes. And- I don't debate that. I, I mean, yeah, you could put, like,
0: a, a bean, I think a bean plant for mite indicators. Right. There's a bunch of other stuff. Just look at that. But uh worried about them attracting them more or something, but I guess that's debatable. If they're just there,
2: they're there, man, you know.
0: Don't put them close, like, right in your plants. Like, put them in between them or something, but that's a good idea. Interesting. Um,
2: Certainly good for scouting.
0: <laughs> just doing some rinses, too. If you don't get rain in your area, don't forget, you know, having a big old... Pump sprayer or hose end, whatever you can, just to rinse the hell out of your plants. Plants will get naturally environmental pollutions on their leaf surfaces, which could inhibit photosynthesis somewhat. I look at my plants uh, like two weeks ago. I was like, man, I should give them just a fresh rinse. There was a little bit of a pollen buildup from some trees releasing some sort of pollen, and we hadn't had rain in a while. So, and that's just another way you're manually. If you have bugs or aphids or something that's hanging out on there, and they get hit with a nice rinse of water, then they get mechanically. I guess would be proper, you know, rinsed off the plant. So,
2: good way to mess with their environment. Right.
0: All right, man. Man, I wish I could
2: comment on the outdoor grow season so far, but I don't want to jinx it, man. So I'm not saying anything yet, man. Uh, Yeah, I'll I'll talk about. Yeah, I was about to get on
0: talk a little bit about it, but I'll wait till the (laughs) proper area in the show. Okay, so this is uh, I just this is kind of grow talk, but more I don't know. I just wanted to get it in because we had somebody, uh, Eddie, Eddie waiting on it. He said, "Can you have too much light in one area? I'm starting to notice more and more seeds after harvest coming from fem seeds that I purchased at the clinic. The clinic guys is a dispensary out here in Colorado. They usually carry um, the Bank Genetics. So he has 14 600 watts. Nice." And I, I think this is, a, uh, he sent us that like pick, pick layout of all those hoods that he checkerboarded, I think, right. with uh, halide and HPS. It was so pretty. It should be, I want to make that into a poster. Um, I'm wondering if the light is too intense and is stressing the plants out and, uh, and herming them. So, you know, he also said that his genetics were Glass Slipper, Sour Punch, Island Tour, and Lemon Wheel. He says some are worse than others, but he's finding seeds in all of these strains. Room temps are around 80, 40% humidity, and he's enriching with CO2. Uh, Dude, so, can and you imagine says,
2: Lemon Wheel back crossed by uh, Island Cure, man? I don't even remember any of the names of them
0: before. That would be the Lemon Cure Wheel. All
2: right? <laughs> oh, shit. I can't remember all this shit, man. We need all a right. strain expert, man. We really do. <laughs>
0: Yes, that would that would that would work. Uh, so I emailed over to uh, look contact over there, Jay at the uh, I think he's with the bank genetics or the clinic. I don't know. They they're some they're not directly associated, but they do. Regardless, he, he's the answer man. So he says any stress factor can lead to genetics that aren't totally stable going. And Dr. Jay had this happen too. So we should play do some research into it. Um, he says any uh, let me start over. Any stress factor can lead to genetics that aren't totally stably going hermatic. Are stable going hermaphroditic, if that's proper. That being said, if you properly harden your plants, it is very unlikely that the intensity of 600 watt HID lights would cause this reaction unless the plants were already stressed. The most common cause for hermaphroditism is light leaks during the dark cycle. Plants need complete dark during their dark cycle. This means no little glowing LEDs from the control panels of your equipment, no little light leaks through ducting, etc. The best way to check for light leaks is to close yourself in the grow space. Turn off all the grow lights and sit for 10 to 15 minutes to let your eyes adjust to the darkness. That's a pretty good point. Only then should you look for light leaks. Check the areas around the openings of the room as well. Check along check along all corners or seams in the walls. Check the light fixtures themselves for light reflecting through the ducting. Patch any leaks you find. Aluminum HVAC tape makes really good light patch for equipment, control panels, seams, etc. It says, any little tiny light leak of light into your grow room during the dart cycle can cause hermaphroditic problems with genetics and aren't totally stable. Other common stress factors can lead to plants going hermy are bugs, overfeeding, underfeeding, heat, cold, and letting plants go longer than ideal harvest time. So, I mean, it sounds really like he's leaning towards light leaks. Uh, I've seen, I mean, I, I'm the, I've said before in the show, I don't get super paranoid, man, about my uh, indicator light on my dehumidifier. For example, I'll go in and out of the garden fairly. I mean, after I'm 30 days into flowering, I will never leave a door open, but I'll go in and out of the garden and let light come in for that, just opening the door and closing the door. But he's right. There's a lot of areas. You know, I have a little light coming through my ducting up at the top corner of my room, and but it's never messed. I've never really gotten seeds. It's pretty minimal. So, and double check your timers, man. Check all your, you know, like don't. I don't know if you're running them 15 minute tad timers like we said before. Everybody, not everybody, but some people have had that nightmare where that one tab wasn't pushed all the way down and the light came on in the
2: dark period. But yeah, you can definitely. <clears throat> his question is, can you have too much light that'll that will harm the plants out? Yes, the answer is definitely yes.
0: Well, when he's had it, the fact that he he said he had, let's see here, one, two, three. Four different strains all have the same problem to some degree or another. That doesn't sound super likely that it's a strain issue. You no, know? That's like,
2: an, it sounds to me like an environmental issue. And, I mean, I've had it happen, man, where the buds, that you know, sometimes I'll grow these big trees. And by the time I'm done, I can't stake them down anymore. I'm just out of vertical room. And, you know, they're five and a half foot, you know, or six, six foot tall, I should say, with seven foot ceilings. You know, the fixture takes up almost a foot, and they're growing basically two, three inches away from the lights. Yeah, you can get a Herms in that shit, man. You don't be surprised when you get, uh, you know, your little Nanners and all that stuff.
0: Yeah, I get, really- and I grew, I grew out the, uh, I believe it was the Citrix from the bank genetics here, and basically it was fabulous, but there was, when you took really on this one phenotype, took apart the buds, there was little, I couldn't even call it a seed, But it didn't take away from the flower for me at all. And that's the only time it happened. And I've grown out that shit, though, man. I've grown out the Citrix, the uh, I'm doing the Mammoth now, the Glass Slipper, Halo. And I I didn't have any of those problems with any of those plants in in my environment. So and I, I do. I agree that I'm sure sometimes you can just get a phenotype that. That is, that's what, it's just, it's not a great one. It, that's what happens to it. But overall, I wouldn't, I wouldn't be afraid with the consistency I've had of going with Feminized Seed and worrying full on that you're going to get, you know, hermaphrodites,
2: so. No, I, I wouldn't worry about that. Feminized Seed grows good plants. Um, I'm just saying that if you put your shit too close to the light, it'll foxtail out, it'll her- herm out, definitely have problems with it. Word. Yeah, man. Yeah.
0: Uh, I did want to say uh, our last uh, our last show. I did a little more research. I called up the clinic for somebody who was coming in for the um, the Indo Expo right. this weekend. Okay, and you definitely. I mean, I I knew it. I just want to double check that you gotta have, you can't buy seeds without a Colorado license above 21. Seventy dollars for a vial of seven. Ten dollars a seed. So basically, um, that's what how you. What happens if I want to
2: grow a plant in my hotel room, man? You know. <laughs> or what if I want to process them for eat them for the hemp seed oil that's inside, man?
0: Yeah, well, you cannot achieve those seeds. Uh, you might—I don't know—you might be able to at, at the Indo Expo. Just tell tell them you didn't hear it from me. Now there, there, there might be some there, uh, and uh, yeah, the other thing is there is. If the I just guy's remind, at an expo,
2: then he's not really hiding, by the way.
0: Yeah, true. Get <laughs> seeds seeds here now. Um, and don't forget, yeah, you can only purchase a quarter ounce. I'm just giving a couple service amounts. I mean, so if you're out here out visiting with the out of state license recreationally, you can only purchase a quarter ounce and you're gonna probably pay, I don't know, eighty
2: dollars for it would be my guess. Yo, I gotta you kinda lead me into something. Have you seen what they're doing with the edibles now? They're ten milligram pre like pre made doses and, hey, All right, go ahead. Yeah,
0: I'm just saying, have you seen that yet? Not really. I mean, I haven't I haven't had many. You know I mean just making smaller dose
2: packs of yeah, edibles? Yeah, they're making these things. Uh, like, you can't you used to be able to go get, like, this Green Hornet 275-milligram chew. That would fucking knock you on your ass, you know? I think Chiba Chews were, like, they had 100-milligram Chiba Chews. Um, and maybe it's—what I'm, I'm, were the chocolates? Were those Chiba Chews? Anyway, think- they used- they yeah, just, I think those were little chocolate chews. Yeah, okay. they were like they were like 100 milligrams, man. Now it's 10 milligram doses, man. And it comes in like 100 milligram package. So you get like 10 pieces of candy, each one 10 milligrams, or 10 pieces of chocolate, each one 10 milligrams. The total is 100 milligrams. But, yeah, it's weird, man. It's kind of, I, I guess it's not that bad. It's about 20 bucks for 100 milligrams of edibles. But uh it's just weird to have to eat like four or five of these things. You pretty much got to eat like half the package, man, in order to to feel anything now. Kinda interesting. I I I miss the days of huge, unregulated two hundred and seventy five. And I think in the uh, California I hear on Joe Rogan's podcast, sometimes uh Joey Diaz will talk about big uh big huge uh what's it called? i hmm, hang on a second. What's that? I said, uh, Joey Diaz will talk about big, huge edibles, man. Like uh, he was saying, they split a thousand milligram edible. I guess they still have those out in California, man. Big, strong things. So- You're just supposed to eat the whole thing, I think. <laughs> they do. They do. I ain't into drooling on myself like that, man. But it's just kind of weird when people come, you know, it's like the second or third person has come and visited, and they go and buy some edibles, and they go, hey, man, I just ate one of these things. And it doesn't do anything. I'm like, yeah, you got to kind of eat like four or five, between three and five to feel something. I'm like, okay. That's the way, it, I
0: mean, for most, most users aren't, you know experienced users that's how it should be it should be more you know 10 milligram 25 milligram pieces you open up a chocolate bar that and
2: they make it taste so good it's hard to stop yeah but now just... they got you nibbling on a bunch of them it used to be where you had to fucking respect that thing to be like yo you respect that thing eat a half of it now it's like oh dude they're weak as shit just eat them man you probably need to eat three or four to even feel it okay well let I me mean, you know fuck it they're weak i'll just keep popping them
0: kind of an
2: odd mentality man Yeah, yeah
0: not patience isn't something that you know as a consuming society we have hence you know the fast furl fast furrow dude
2: it was bunk though man hash assassin came out last week he went and got a 10 pack of these things he ate one and expected to feel something felt absolutely nothing man um then he uh next day he's like i guess i'll try three Ate three, and he was like, eh, I don't know. I feel a little bit, I guess. And the guy had to eat, like, you know, and this is not somebody with a crazy high tolerance. He's probably his first edible he really ate, you know. And we okay. had to eat five of them in order to feel something. That's doesn't really say much about respecting the potency of these things. Yeah.
0: Um. Well, yeah, it, You there? There's, it's one of those things where you got to have a consistent source and test it out and know what it takes for you. I can imagine if I ate 50 grams – of an, an infused edible I'd feel it pretty pretty good
2: I would guess Yeah but it sucks That it'll take you three, Wait 50 Did days. you say those bars Were a thousand The ones that, oh. are, that they're Eating in California I mean You know I mean It's crazy I, I seen it Like I, I posted a video Somebody It was like Yeah I ate a thousand Milligrams of, uh, of Cannabis Or of THC um, People do it As a gimmick It's like that Fucking 400 gram uh, Dab Did you see that thing Somebody sent me a picture of that
0: you know what no, i'm talking about format. yeah they're, they're all
2: it. going it's the dumbest fucking thing guys we, we don't need to be i don't know man forget it man it's ridiculous man they, so everybody's trying to make the world's biggest dab and i mean it literally reminds me of like the world's biggest pizza in the 70s you know and it's just like bigger hey man mine's bigger and, uh, <laughs> it just seems so dumb man why do we have to be that
0: way yeah, you reminded me of this guy I was actually in Best Best Buy the other day. I was wearing their uh, Judge shirt that said Bring the Dank, dude grows on the back of it, and it says Bring the Dank and like yeah. make a letters. Every time I wear that shirt out here in Colorado, somebody comes up and this sales associate comes up to me. He's just chuckling, he's like, So what do you do in the industry? And I just told him about the podcast and stuff and he's like, Man, I took this dab of live resin the other day and it, he's like it was so I don't know, he's like it was like 89%. T- I'm like, "Dear god." He's like, "Yeah, man, it put me out for 4 hours." He's like, "I mean, put me out." I'm like, "Okay, not necessary." I mean, maybe if there's a medical use for. I mean, I don't know. People do hard drugs like so they're can be put put out completely, but man, I don't like being to that high.
2: Yeah, I like to get up and do something while I'm high, man
0: all right man let's move on let's move on then to uh we we haven't even done uh recharge it up dude we got a little bit of recharge it up here actually Gosh. we're gonna do a shorter recharge it up today because we already covered part of it sure but uh before we do let's at least throw in a little bit of uh a little bit of recharge tune tune here come on there you
2: go Your crop needs inspiration. Recharge is a great innovation. Use it on your plants, daily and nightly. Immediate results are more than likely. Put it on your crop. Watch it grow. Buds so healthy, they almost glow. Vigorous growth rates, a yield so ample. More THC than you can handle. Enhance your soil's nutrition. Recharge is like a weed physician. Helping. Your crops stay fertilized, making great plants for great herbal highs. Plus, it's organic. Unlike those sprays, you got to get Recharge ordered today. If there was a problem, Recharge will solve it. Your crop is stale. Let Recharge evolve it.
0: All right, here we go. I already covered it earlier. I was talking. It was cool to run into an you know, end user. That sounds so technical. An end user. <laughs> <laughs> what are we in? Silicon cool.
2: Valley here, man?
0: Cool to run into a supporter believing in the product over there. That's um, Central way to grow. Picking up the five a pounder. Boom. But uh, also uh, Big Papaponics had a tip here. I'm kind of getting concerned myself. I and I just it, my own fault. I have, like I said, my 16 ounce of recharger sitting. I put all my nutrients and shit outside and do all my mixing outside in the summer, even for my little bit of indoor grow, because I do more work out there. And right. uh, had and I have it on like tucked under the edge of my house, so there's the little bit of soffit there that it can't get. But if it rains like crazy, so I got my lid on tight right now. And if you're in Colorado, it's been raining like crazy. It's like the past three days, at least here around Denver, have been like right now. It's raining. It's high humidity out there. I've been afraid to open up my recharge. Right. Um, but uh, if you are running those problems and you have more of a humid environment, Big Papaponic says he's got it. The key to recharge and free, he says freaky high humidity is Teflon tape works like a champ. He says he start just by placing a baggie over it. Uh, he used to he he used to use a baggie, and eventually morphed it into PVC Teflon tape, which that is a good, simple, easy, really cheap idea. You're supposed to have Teflon tape on hand anyway for something, for the hell of it. Maybe you sealing up your CO2 if you're having some CO2 leaks on your 20-pound tank and regulator. That's a good place for some, probably. There you um, go, man. But are uh, sealing up
2: a gas leak, man. Use the Teflon tape, man. It'll probably work.
0: <laughs> Thanks for the tip, big Papa ponics Yeah, right? Uh, hey, I and, got a recharge tip,
2: man. What, what? Dude, I'm getting lazier in my garden, man. I I was in there for, God, days. I've been in my garden for days recently, so I I guess I'm not being lazy, man, but I've been doing some construction in there, so... Yeah, it was kind
0: of shut down, right? You said last to, yeah, to an extent.
2: Yeah, shut it down for retooling, man. Well, so the last couple right. days, I, I will, I'll get into it a little bit later. But what I wanted to say is I was so tired from doing all the construction work. I still had to water the plants. And i have been neglecting them. I just have a couple plants in veg, and I be, was really neglecting them. I hadn't recharged them in like 10 days, man. I had just let the, the octopots just bottom feed them for the, like the last 10 days. And uh, they, they they needed some TLC, man. Some of them were actually growing into the lights and whatnot but i just had so much work to do i just wanted to get the fuck out of there man and i devised this actual cool system where i've got uh, right from my 55 gallon uh tank now i can just divert i got a couple valves on there that i can divert and just pump the, the reservoir water right through like like just almost like a hose almost be like watering the plants with a hose so i got my choice of watering with drippers having the bottom fed or just going over there and watering with a hose but if i got to put the recharge on i have to mix a separate reservoir i have to you know go get a separate bucket put the recharge in it add the water to it mix it up and it takes a little while longer so yesterday i just went around and uh, sprinkled uh i did do like a, a tablespoon of recharge on each of my big 15 gallon plants and then uh i just went over and pegged them with the hose man and sure you know it, with with the it's like a half gallon poly poly line. It's not as much water as a garden hose. About half the amount of water comes out of it. But man, that yeah, shit it just started bubbling up, and it just started the whole the whole top of the uh, of the soil bubbled up, and then it just went away, went down into the soil. So it's kind of just like mixing it on on site, kind of like when you throw some concrete in the hole and put some water in there and kind of mix it right in the hole. It was kind of that kind of concept, and uh, I saw no residual sludge or anything. It looked like it all just It dissolved immediately and went on in there, man. So
0: All right, well, I'll follow that up with a service announcement that the best way to use your recharge is water it in if you can. But, yeah, I mean, you're just – I've done it outdoors. Like, you know, if I know, for example, I'm not watering right. I'm going to have a super busy four or five days, and I'm watering every day, and I know I'm not going to have time to mix shit. I'll throw some recharge on, a little bit of guano, maybe a little bit of worm, mix it all in my top dressing and just be leaching through, as you say.
2: yep. Yeah, it works, man. So um, as time goes on, man, I'm learning how to use this stuff in, in different ways. Cool. And if you guys don't know how to pick it up, pick it up online, pick it
0: up in Colorado, any way to grow uh, for sure. And uh, just go on whatever you prefer, realgrowers.com. If you've heard of Amazon, it's an online shopping store. You can pick it up there. Probably yeah. Like just, yeah, searching Real Growers Recharge,
2: you'll get it. Yeah, Amazon seems to be a great place to get it, and it seems it seems to be where a lot of people are getting it. Um, dude, worldwide, man. I'm so excited. I see it going out to uh, uh, Australia and really Really? Have you seen some shipments go out? Hell yeah, I have, man. Sweet. It's really cool to see, man. So right on.
0: I, I'll recommend uh, a uh, – we've talked about uh, Radio Lab before on the show. That's a great podcast that covers a lot of different uh, subjects, and they had one called – I think it was called Pickers – and it was about they interviewed and, and covered a undisclosed location uh, Amazon picking warehouse the size of three football fields and how the workers have they have 10 hour shifts with a half hour lunch and they have to carry on you know the little handheld you know computer thing and as the lady was talking about how it, it can be motivating or destroy your mind because this thing monitors it'll tell you like you're at of your goal today, you were at 55, so it's constantly moderate, and you want to be at 100% minimum of your goal for how quick you're getting to each bin to pick things for Amazon orders. It's so, it was insane to hear about, like, just how, and some, you know, one lady was like, I love this job, I've lost 30 pounds, you know, (laughs) obviously... I don't know how many steps you take in a day being a picker but that's why these packages get to your house so quickly and efficiently they have these warehouses all over the country right. order pings in automatically puts it at the warehouse closest to you but it's weird she's which i didn't i didn't know, recall exactly why the lady was saying what are in the bins how are they categorized and she's like it's really weird i don't know exactly how they do it because when i have to go to a bin to, to say let's get a barbie doll in that bin there can also be garden shears a dildo and <laughs> oh you know what i mean it's like like so, I don't know exactly. I don't know how it's categorized, but that's
2: pretty strange. Jesus, man! I actually was listening to Radio Lab last night. Man, I ran out of podcasts. You know, I listened to Joe Rogan. I listened to just about everything, man. And uh, finally, I went to some old Radio Labs, and there was one about this chick went in for uh, like a brain stimulation where she played this video game. And she did, you know, it was like a simulation of like a sniper simulation, and she did terrible at it. Then she went and got her brain mildly stimulated and went and played the game, and she thought she'd played about three minutes worth. She played about 20 minutes worth and got a perfect score, and like it severely upped her, uh, her, her performance. And it was it was just crazy. And then, and then they go, oh, yeah, there's there's a whole movement of people making these things online. And it's literally like for like twenty bucks, you can start shocking your brain. <laughs> and if people are teaching themselves foreign languages with the, under this brain stimulation. And it's it's hilarious, man. It's crazy. So yeah, if I start acting funny, <laughs> lately, man, you'll, you'll know that I that I invested the twenty dollars, man.
0: Yeah, definitely, definitely. And that uh, a trip, though, man. You should you should get it.
2: Yeah, what's um, the worst that can happen, man? <laughs>
0: <laughs> oh, man. All right, what else was I... Okay, we got to move on. We'll move on, on to what, what we're smoking here. Oh, man, I skipped over. Let's throw it in there quick. I'm trying to do it more. Beginner grow tip of the show. I came up with two. Number one, be careful listening to Scotty Real. That's my first tip. Number two... Yeah, uh, Sc- <laughs> Scotty
2: Real plays uh, loose and fast, man. Yeah, definitely, man. I That's the way I do things, man. I do things... Uh, uh i I move very quickly man i I try to ask the right questions but after a certain amount of time man, i just try it man and if i lose i lose so uh
0: recommended product for beginner grow tip man all you growers said it before should have a loop l-o-u-p-e my preference is the active eye loop i think this thing's like 15 bucks and the reason why it's better than the three dollar one it's really nice to have. It has two LEDs on it. Even in low light, you could take a leaf off the plant and take it somewhere where it's not even as bright as the groom. It really lights up the leaf surface so you can see. You can, I can identify down to, obviously, since I've been having a hemp russet mites with a 30 times carefully, and it's you know right in your pocket. It, it takes a couple of little watch batteries, but it's a sweet LED for sure. So highly yeah. recommend.
2: Yep, yeah, about 15 bucks, you can get one if you go on Amazon Prime. or amazon whatever you can a lot of times you can find them where you can get them for free shipping or whatever but uh, yeah definitely worth it man i remember my entomologist friend i would ask her questions about uh bugs i'd be like hey you know can you help me i think i got this and she'd be like i ain't talking to you until you get a jeweler's loop man until you can tell me exactly (laughs) what you got all right man let's roll into
0: what we're smoking here we'll roll we'll roll right into it without uh without another break because we don't take too many breaks because we're not like that okay yeah no. man
2: are you gonna talk about your purple god bud back cross with the original g13 <laughs> grape grape god bud yeah I, man pre-98
0: baba bro i was smoking some grape grape god but i still had a little left from alpaca nug thanks man and uh that shit tastes good so, I, I've smoked all the samples I got. I have one of these outdoors, and it's looking nice. I was going to get a pickup on Instagram for you. Dude grows on Instagram. and uh, But it's a rainy, shitty day here in Colorado. I'm going to wait till the sun comes back out and uh, try and get a really good pick. But it, um, as far as growing it, man, the, the, the high is smooth. The flavor is great. I like to talk about what I'm smoking instead of the high. I'm good at talking about how I'm going to grow it. So, I had also... Hooked up from Alpacanog. He gave me three feminized seeds from the bank genetics. This is crossed with grapefruit with BC Big Bud. The only, I won't even call this a negative anymore. They're saying it's a low-yielder, 400 to 500 grams per thousand watts. So I'm hoping I can be right there and get at least a pound per thousand. Right. Uh, I'm going to pop three of them. I'm going to put, I think I'm going to put, instead of I usually do my one big-ass plant, I think I'm going to do like, I think three, seven gals under a thousand watt would be good. Um, The flower time 48 to 60 days That's why I picked this strain for outdoors this time You know because that's great I I don't want to be going anywhere past 60 days If I don't have to It's a pain in the butt Gets me out there with all kinds of big sheets of poly And ladders and clips and tape And yeah Anyway uh, Because it gets too cold people It's short and stocky I'm seeing the growth structure is awesome on it It's outdoor I'm not getting a huge stretch Um, They're saying slow veg time which, for me, for how I'm growing, sometimes I'm not really minding a slow veg time. It helps me manage my cycling through plants a little better. Although, like I said, I usually don't ever time these things out by looking at a calendar. I kind of just, it's like six cents after all this time. I know, I don't know exactly why, but tomorrow it's time for me to pop three seeds. You know what I mean? Yeah, man. Yeah, I do. <laughs> it's just time, man. It's just time. So, uh, the, the the traits to look for in the ideal phenotype, according over here at the Bank Genetics, is smell, taste, Resin production, short flower time, and high THC content. So uh, I like it, man. I it, the one rec- last recommendation: if you are going to grow this from feminized seed, be careful with topping it. It says don't overtop this strain, and make sure you don't top too soon to flowering. When I've been pruning it up outdoors right now, we're in veg. I'm doing selective pruning down. I keep raising the bottom, but when I'm doing pruning. Just about all like, all the time with different plants. I don't ever prune too much at once. Typically, I'm always taking some. You know, I don't want to mess. With, I feel like I'm gonna mess with its metabolism if I'm taking more than like 15 percent at a time. So, yeah,
2: man. Bad anyway, I
0: never take more than thirty percent of the plant.
2: Are you smoking anything? or are you just uh, should we should we talk about what's going on in our growth? <laughs> man, I'm just actually smoking. You know, it's more what I'm pulling out of. Man, I've. Uh, I'm curing some, uh, what the hell is, this, this is Candyland that I'm curing. But I actually, uh, we were at one of these events a couple months ago or a month ago. And somebody gave me this thing called, I think it's called a Cure Vault. And I've seen these over at Way to Grow. It's like they got one that you could fit a basketball inside. They look like, the big one looks like a pressure cooker. And then they just get scaled down. So the one I have looks like it could hold about an eighth. And it holds like those Bo, Bovita or whatever they call it, those, those packs yeah the, the moisture packs and it holds it in there and it always keeps the perfect amount of moisture man so it's like a curing chamber so i've been um i put some candy land in here uh i don't know i guess about three weeks ago and i just put it in my drawer and forgot about it and i just opened it up man it was nice and you know it's just perfect man it was really cool man so you reminded reminding me with, yeah those hum- this thing bovita uh humidity packs and then what is it the sea vault is that what it's called I don't. Yeah, it says CV on the top, man. Help a brother out, man. I don't know. I I would imagine Cure Vault or what the hell do I know, man. Well, we're talking humidity. I
0: chime in with, uh, uh, and we're just gonna roll on to. Uh, I'm not even gonna officially announce what's going on in our grows. We're just gonna All jive right, deal, it. Deal. Talking about humidity is uh, if you've been in Colorado. Uh, just say Don't forget man This past week Past three days Past four days And tomorrow too If you're burping your jars For curing If you're trying to dry your shit Add days to it It's been very humid here and Not what we're used to At July In July in Colorado So when you get frustrated That man These plants have been hanging up For nine days now That's why Because mine took Last time we had a big rain spell My shit took twice as long For me to put it in a jar So right. keep, it, keep it in mind And ain't gonna mess it up If you just Be
2: patient Man, so. that curing is so legit, though, man. I had some stuff that I'd been curing for a while, and I smoked it recently, and it got so much better. I mean, to cure something, well, you got to keep a little bit of moisture in there. It ain't just about holding bone-dry bud in a jar for a while. Um, but, man, if you can keep that moisture in and keep on burping it, and man, it does get to a perk. It just really does improve the flavor of, of the smoke.
0: Hell, yeah. Hell, yeah, it does. It's All right, right, man. Real. Guess what came in the mail today? FedEx overnight.
2: Oh, yeah, man. I'll be right over, man. Do not light that thing without me, brother. (laughs) I got uh, some neo Neo Neocelius
0: californicus, if I'm saying that right, with the Neocelius. That is a 1,000 adults in a vial of predator mites because I got to my last spray. Um, I was spraying every three days on this island sweet skunk that I found some on, and I've done that for like... I don't know, eight or ten sprays now. Luckily, it's one plant. It's not too big. I can pull it in and out of the room. It's not a horrible hassle. Uh, Now I'm ready to move to the mode of, you know, my IPM more. I'm still going to spray, but not for a little bit now because I got these little predator mites, and these things were super cool. I put a pickup of them uh, over at Instagram, but they turbo, man. I was looking at them under my 60 times loop that are digital uh, microscope that illuminates on my screen, and these things look like, like, you would not want to be in their way. They, they were running so fast, turboing around everywhere in the vial, thousand of them, and I was just getting excited watching them run around, picturing them finding something to eat and just tearing the shit out of it. Like, they are impressive, impressive little critters, like little tanks that are going to go crawl around on my leaves and in my buds, and if they find anything, definitely take care of it. Now, anybody that's a pro in this subject can chime in. I read in multiple places that these can help with broad mites, and a russet mite a type of broad mite. And broad mites are small, and this is all to my reading. Um, I'm not an entomologist, but right. man, it's its super cool to see them. I, you take the vial off, and even then with the naked eye, because they're kind of red in color, you can see these little micros running around on the, the vial top. So pretty sweet to uh, be able to just with the naked eye see them. And I put, I put them on probably about, if I could guess, what I do, guys, is I fold up a little piece of paper and I put it, up in the canopy or down, crisscross it on the bottom of the plant in areas where it's bare stem. By nature, I believe these guys will crawl up into your, your foliage. And then I split the vial up to, to two different plants, which is probably overkill like 500 of these. When I saw how fast they move, I'm like, they're going to be able to cover a lot of plant material, just one of them by running around that turbo. So, and it weren't that expensive. Well, shipping's what makes this stuff expensive. It's only like 28 bucks for the mice, but another like, I think, 50 to ship them overnight. So, Jesus. If you get in on it with a few people, though, you know, if you got two, three, four guys, you can split the order. But yeah, you got to get. I mean, you want them as viable as possible. Don't even skimp, man. They had a two-day shipping option. I'm not into it. I don't know if uh, ladybugs are more viable. I think you can. They can be dormant longer. I want my mites fresh out the hatchery, man, ready to munch For so, real, man. That's so i I'll, I'll probably let these. I, you could tell me. Maybe we ask Ag Boy. I think I let these hang out for. At least a week. If there's not enough food, I'm assuming they're gonna die, and then I should go to a preventative spray again. So, reason I'm doing it in the bloom room is because I'm almost uh, 35 days in, I guess, about something like that, and I'm I'm really getting close to not wanting to spray much of anything in there. Right. Uh, what else can I tell you, man? I got my cuts, put my cuts on hold. I need to take some clones from outside and inside. Uh, I'm waiting until these mites party on this island sweet skunk before I take some cuts, which I'll still sterilize. And then outdoor, man, I don't know. With this really rainy, cloudy weather, I don't know. I, I know I could take cuts if I wanted to. It's not like I want to take cuts when it's 95 degrees out in blazing sun. I kind of want in between. I didn't know if the plant was at its proper you know vigor for me to take a cut when it's rainy and cloudy and it's been that way for 3 days i figured i'd wait till we got a decent sunny day to take a couple cuts from outside and preserve it i don't know media. man i think you're better off doing it on some rainy day man yeah you i mean you could be a pretty low stress environment i mean i thought Hell i was yeah. overthinking that one a little bit like i was like the plant's not you know at full vigor right now i do know like yeah if you cut a cut away from a plant that's not you know completely hydrated in a, a hot full sun day it can wilt out pretty easy bloop 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 Hell granted yeah, i mean i yeah, mean, i'm kind of taking it to the same environment it's in low light humidity dome you know so maybe we'll do that here in a little bit maybe after i get done here go take a few cuts put them up in my uh, decent uh any cloning hormone work mine's a sample cloning hormone from i forgot who and my Rockwell wrapped cubes I like the wrapped cubes, guys, because they stay wet for like four days, five days the first time for me, which I dig.
2: Sure. I can't believe I'm this guy, but I stopped using hormone,
0: man. Yeah, yeah, I know. You just use your uh your rooting spot.
2: You know what? It's just it's the self-watering pots is what it is. It's um uh, I actually went and took something I was playing around yesterday in the grow. Oh, what's going on in my grow? That is so sweet of you to ask, man. Thank you so yep, much, yep, man. Yep. I was smoking an eight-eight legged octopus blunt in my grow yesterday, man. Okay, <laughs> <laughs> I saw one of those, man. It was literally looks like an octopus, and you puff on the, on the head part, man. and It's got eight different legs of, of joints that you light, like, man. That's it's ridiculous. Fucking, it's it's <laughs> that it made me that made me want to Google what the hell, like I Google. I was like, you know, crazy joints or something like that, and. Aside from seeing the guy that can dislocate his shoulder, which is pretty cool, man, i seen some, there are some amazing joints as an art form. You know, just straight up as artwork, man. And they're so fucking cool, man. You guys should Google that. I'm, I'm actually going to put, I found my favorite, my favorite image I'm putting up on dudegross.com right now, man. I couldn't help. I was just cracking up. I was just doing this a minute or two ago. And it, I mean, literally, some of these images are laugh out loud, fucking weird, man. Good stuff. <laughs> What's your, uh, What's your Instagram? Uh, How
0: do you find on Instagram? Scotty
2: DGC, Scotty DGC. But um, yeah, man, I've been in my grow since Monday. Since since we did the show Monday, I went down there. I think I went to Way to Grow about five or six o'clock. Had me some nice nice burger over uh, at the nineteen seventies steakhouse right by there, and then went and just locked myself in my room till about in my grow room for about I don't know. 10 hours, I guess, you know, no, 12 hours. I got done about five in the morning. I went to bed and just worked my ass off, man. Pulled down all the air cooling, found out any place where there was a problem in the air cooling system. I mean, I left a couple of the connector, uh, uh, runs there you know between the lights but pulled everything down pull, did new intakes new exhausts actually mounted the fans which is a really good um, tip that i figured out man they're partially pulling and partially pulling they're kind of in the middle of the um they're they're in the middle of of the run so they're pulling you know for about two lights and then and then pushing the other two lights. So the fans right in the middle and it takes the noise away from I used to put the fans right by where I was exhausting and have them pull hundred percent of the time and they were noisy as hell man I would sit on my back patio and I'd be like, okay, just ignore the big roaring sound but uh, I put them a little, you know a couple lights two lights away from the exhaust and it's just enough to where it uh, it quiets them down big time. you can't even hear these things running
0: nice I like it I like it and did I will you say-, say
2: hey real quick I gotta give you know they're our sponsors I'm gonna give them some love but a can fan hooked me up with some new max 8 HO's and I didn't want to be a pig about it we're gonna give a bunch of that stuff away to the DGC so I tried to take what I needed I already had a max 8 so I just figured I would use the Max Eight on a third. I've got an air-cooled CO2 generator, so I was gonna put that. The big upgrade that I did was I put that on its own separate run. So all that's one, all that the Max Eight, the simple old-school Max Eight, is gonna be doing
1: mm-hmm. is
2: is taking care of that one run. Man, I have so now I have two Max Eight HOs and then one just regular Max Eight. Dude, the Ho is bad as fuck, man. It doesn't vibrate at all it is does so it have a three smooth. speed on it too or no has a three speed i got it up to the highest speed but it just doesn't vibrate at all man the max eight you know it's and you know what i did buy this thing i, I bought this like used at the way to grow garage sale a couple years ago and who knows but it uh you know vibrates a little bit more than the ho the ho runs like literally like you're spinning a skateboard bearing or something like that man just so fucking smooth man so maybe the max eight is just or the 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 original max eight maybe it's just off balance or you know whatever i probably should just replace it with an ho but i am super impressed with those ho's man uh what up uh did you hook up your uh can 150 and max 12 and speed control I didn't, man. I'm looking at that thing, man. That is such a fucking crazy piece of equipment right there, man. Things like weighs like thirty pounds, man. That fan.
0: Yeah, that's that's you're gonna yeah. Love how when you got a speed control on that fan, you that that the odor control you can get at like half RPM. The cool, I I had one of those hooked up at it was only I think it was a six lighter. It was a can one fifty. The Max 12, and then the fancy speed control that they say you should run with that from CanFan as well. Not a cheap one. It's like $120 speed control. But they were running it in veg, like, at, you know, 40%. And then, yeah, they starting to get a flower, you know, 50%. Now they're a month in a flower. It's really cool to be able to control your fan, which, in turn, you don't have to deal with it being that noisy your whole grow. So interesting way to uh,
2: control the odor with the variable speed. Love it, man. Love it. Yeah, thank you to CanFan for... Uh, provide me with some badass equipment man i know just what to do with it so that's what i've been doing man i just cleaned up my entire grow was in there and just man at a certain time i was did another like 14 or however many hour day yesterday and man time just stopped for me i was just listening to you know those three and four hour podcasts you know like joe rogan and shit and burning through them and um man i cleaned everything though man now it's like anything that I looked at, it's like a matter of pride where I look. Now
0: it's like my grow. Yeah. Yeah. Like I looked at my ballast (laughs) room
2: and my, my ballast room looked like shit. You know what I mean? There's cords all over the place and all the ballasts were on the floor on pieces of wood, suspended over pieces of wood. Like, Fuck I did it, call the fire department to
0: complain about that. They didn't check on you, you yet. You know
2: what? Yeah, you might have been in my head a little bit, man. I'm like, eh, fuck it, man. I might as well make it all look pretty. It literally took me an hour. I pull, I disconnected everything. I pulled out 11 uh, the eleven lights that I had. I actually removed the light, so I'm down to, a 10 lighter now just by consolidating because heat's a bitch, man.
0: Yes. Yes, it is. Well, let's get ready to put it in the bag, man. We should... Uh what what do we say now? We can tell people to uh, review us on iTunes, hate us on Facebook, talk <laughs> about us on Twitter, and hang out over at Dude Grows Carew on Google Plus. Man, see, I'm trying. people have been. I had a few emails. People've been telling me I don't do nothing with social media. I'm trying. I think Instagram will be the easiest because all I gotta do is take pictures.
2: Yeah, I think you do fucking awesome, actually, man. Good idea with the iTunes dealio, man. Shit, you're doing more than me, man. <laughs>
0: Yeah, I think with the in summary, the iTunes will help out the show guys. After you get so many reviews, I don't know if there's any magic numbers, but we'll get we'll get better exposure when people are looking how to grow. They'll find us easier. So that's how you're helping us out. I just get high and hang out with my dude, grows crew, man. Yep. Hey, we got to get more shirts coming, guys. So tell, give me an idea. If you want to email dudegrows at Gmail, I wanted to get some more t-shirts made. I was tempted just to make some more of the Bring the Dank 2015 Cannabis Cup shirts. Even if you didn't go, they're sweet shirts to have. I mean, right. granted, if you live in, uh, you know, Iowa, you're not necessarily going to walk around in a shirt that says Bring the Dank, like two by two square on the back of it. But, <laughs> you know, you never know, you
2: might. DGC we've always relied on y'all for ideas and and inspiration and whatnot so I know there's really talented DJs out there I know there's really talented artists out there man you know if y'all got ideas man this is your crew man help us out. Or cool
0: art, man. If you have anything for a idea for a DGC logo, maybe logo yeah. that's not plant specific for a T shirt that you could wear in your state, and just you could make up whatever DGC means if you're asked. <laughs> but you know, that's <laughs> all cool too, man. I'd love to get some logos for hat shirts or whatever.
2: So yeah, just fun, man. You know, I mean, people are making those memes that are funny as hell, man. You know, if uh, yeah, if you got any ideas, let us know, man. It'd be cool. Like I said, this is this really is y'all's crew.
0: Well, guys, I'm pretty sure we'll see you this Friday one way or another. Uh, this week in cannabis, last week was LED, and sometimes it's just this or that because it is, as I say, summertime, and I do still need a summertime, DJ Jazzy
2: Jeff. All right, make up some lyrics, man. Make, I actually <laughs> talked to Eli Braden yesterday, man. He said he's busy in the summertime, but uh, he's going to get to us next week and jam us out a bunch of tracks, man. So you better be making some lyrics, man. Something about, like, the
0: dude and Scotty growing weed, hot chicks in bikinis, smoking oh, weed. You're, and... you're
2: freestyling on the air live, man. <laughs> you're all right, man.
0: All right. I'm just picturing, yeah, yeah joints and grow lights and, and uh,
2: G-strings. How about that? That's my summertime <laughs> song. <laughs> there you go, man. It sounds more like a Jay and Silent Bob song, man, you know? All right, Pack let's... of raps, my man. Later, guys. We'll catch you in a day or two. All right.